What's going on, guys and gals? My name is Chris Tondevold, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where we try to find people that have found that balance between their life, family, career, and the pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. This week, we have Bert Hinman of Memories Photography. Bert is a great presence in the local athletic and music community. He is the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs de facto photographer, shoots sports for the Naval Academy, and highlights all the local musicians. I've seen Bert around at various shows, but this was my first time sitting down and talking to him. It was a great conversation, and we cover how he got started, the ability to say no to a project when you know it doesn't fit you, and his disdain for editing his work, which I completely relate to. We hit on the coronavirus and all the craziness that is happening with that. Stay safe out there, and if anyone has toilet paper, feel free to send me a roll. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify, and subscribe on Google Play or however you get your podcast. Thank you for everything. Here's the show. Enjoy. We were we were talking a little bit about the blue crabs and that you shoot uh, all the, the, the blue crabs for mm-hmm. the most part, right? And then you also shoot um, sports, athletes, track, all the, the college or the high school sports yeah. too? Uh, I stay away from high school sports. And, okay. Um, I mainly shoot minor league baseball and blue crab baseball. I probably shoot like 120, 150 baseball games a season. That takes up quite a bit of time, six months, a little over six months of the year. Outside of that, anything I can, when our teams are away, I'll go up to Bowie. I shoot for minorleaguebaseball.com. And so I'll get anywhere I can. Uh, Locally, if I can find something that's moving, I'm going to be there. (laughs) And uh, that's how I got into concerts through an off season. Okay. And, and um, that's that's been crazy great for me. Well, how did you start photography? I was a I was going through a divorce, and the Blue Crabs had just basically started. And so I started going to a couple games, and I just kept buying tickets and buying tickets. And finally, I was at every game anyway. So I bought a little crappy little point-and-shoot camera, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to shoot some pictures from my seat and stuff like that. Sure. And uh, so I did that for a couple games, and I had a friend that shot a lot of road races running, because I'm, okay. run- I'm a runner, and so he shoots for a lot of uh, big races. Like the long-distance ones? Yeah, uh, long-distance and track and field and things like that. Um, he goes all over the world and, and shoots stuff. And just kind of asked him what kind of camera, you know, you think I should get, because <laughs> I thought, you know... This this is kind of cool. Little, you know, it's expensive as hell. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and it, it's probably just like musicians. It's like you buy something new all the time. Right. And so it's not a cheap hobby I got into. So he shot Canon at the time. So he got me just started on a basic kit. I, I shot from the from my seats most, most of the time. And uh, one of the Blue Crew people at the time was Courtney Kinnishal. And she's now the general manager of the team. She's oh, been that's there, cool. She's okay. been there from the beginning. I just happened to ask her, would you mind if I'd go to, or just around the outside in the seats? And he goes, yeah, you know, gave me a little credential and thing like that. And I just kind of stayed in the seats that nobody was in. And then uh, my my best friend, Joe, that's his stadium, and he just passed away a couple of years, about a year ago. And he got me down on the field. He said, come on down, just come on down. <laughs> My friends back home would never understand the the person I am down here in Maryland because I was just a crazy fool in Pennsylvania and down here I'm this kind of shy guy and and uh, withdrawn and and he got me down and uh, 
that started a friendship with him and myself. Uh, we've, we just had so much in common. His dad was a mortician, and my dad was a mortician, and oh, both from kinda... Pennsylvania and all that. And so uh, we, just, we just hit it off. We had, the, we had the idea that we didn't care who got the shot, as, okay. long, as long as someone got the shot. And anybody that could help us, and if we could help anybody else that loved photography, that's what we're doing. So he, he had Nikon. Okay. And so the cameras are great. Doesn't matter what brand it is anymore, as long as you're shooting Nikon. And uh, <laughs> as long as you're shooting. So uh, being a teacher and summer's off, I decided I'm going to up, upgrade my equipment. So I did some shopping and so called Best Buy, I was going to pick up this new camera. Mm-hmm. And I got put on hold. <laughs> and all my friends would know me. I'm not, I'm not giving up. So. I said, see how long this lasts. Eight hours later, I'm sitting at the pool. I, I went, took my phone to the pool the Eight entire hours. day. And I'm just sitting on hold, and so-and-so will be with you in a moment, da 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 music and everything. And wow. so um, I was really hoping that they wouldn't answer the phone and I could go up before the game and into the store. <laughs> right, like, Can right, we help right. you? Well, you could answer the phone. <laughs> and uh, so I an- they finally answered the phone, and I said, you know, I've been on hold for eight hours. And <laughs> so they were going... I said, you know, I have all this equipment I wanted to buy from you. I kind of up, up the ante on right. what I was actually going to buy. And he said, oh, we're so sorry, so sorry. I said, well, I think I'll give my business to somebody else now. <laughs> and this, this had to be probably seven years ago. Okay. So the power of the internet, uh, I put on a, my Facebook page or whatever I had and something about Best Buy. And it wasn't two minutes later I got a call from corporate. Really? I was shocked as could be. Wow. Because it's nothing like, back then it was nothing like today. Right. How fast things go. But I get this call from, I didn't recognize the number. I was like, oh, go answer who it is. <laughs> Best wow. Buy corporate. Because what can we do? We really want to help you out. I said, yeah, well, this is what I wanted. <laughs> this is what I want to get. This, 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 and this. And I got some of the best equipment at like, bargain basement price. I was shocked. I figured, what the hell? I'm just going to tell them this is what I wanted to get, and this is what I'm going to order. And I just got hooked a big time. That's wild. And, that was, and so that's my that's my start with Nikon. Now I think I have probably five or six camera bodies and lenses, lenses, bunch lenses, of toys, bunch yeah. of toys. And I always have to get home when I order something before the wife gets home. And they say, Why, how does she not know what you guys said? They're all big, black, and they say Nikon. <laughs> but sports photography, you're, the lenses are a lot really pretty expensive. Yeah, because you got to get detail big, and make sure that yeah, the, the so shutter speeds are there. The big yeah. zoom lenses and stuff. I got a used lens that was like three, $4,000 lens. I got it for like 1000 bucks. Hey. A lot of doctors and lawyers that buy stuff and then they never use it, so right, it goes on right. sale. Because so. they think that they're going to be artsy. Yeah, they think they're going to be something and, <laughs> and, they, and they never use it. So That's, that's really funny. That's, uh, that's a cool little story. So you didn't even start photography till the team came and like a season or two. Yeah. Um, the, the team started in 2008 and I think my first year of really doing some photography with them was like 2011. Okay. And I started, and I might've shot some in 2010, but like the first couple of years I look back now, it's just crap. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what was I shooting? I think I thought this was good. And it says, it's just terrible. And, uh, so I got down with, um, Joe and his health kind of went, went away. And, Mm. um, I pretty much became the 
only guy there. But I love having other guys come out and shoot and things like that. Um, there's there's some guys around that are protective of everything, and they're just kind of <laughs> douchebags. And you, you find them everywhere, and probably any kind of. I'm sure they're in music, but yeah. Is there is there a competitive market for photography then? There is very little pay for anything that you do in sports or music and things like that. I listened to Matt the that yeah, you had yeah, on yeah. before, and I, he needs to he needs to accept my friend request. By the way, <laughs> so Matt, if you're because I, I think you can maybe help hook me up at some concerts I'm thinking about. <laughs> you could shoot weddings, you can shoot stuff like that, and that has I have no no interest in that at all. It, I want to shoot stuff that's moving, something that's got some excitement. In it. I don't have the patience for nature. I couldn't see how I could sit out in nature and wait for an eagle to come soaring down and, and eat something or things like that. So to me, it's, I, I want to be shooting something that's moving. Sure, sure. Something that's got some action to it. What drew you to it? Was it just the the fact that you're you're seeing all these? Because I assume you're a baseball guy already. Right. I'm, I'm a sports. I'm a sports fan, and I love baseball. is my favorite sport. So I just once I got down on the field, and again, my personality since I've moved down here is just just completely different. So I I really stay in the shadows, and that's kind of the neat thing about photography and being a photographer. I try to stay out of the way. I want to just be unnoticed as much as I can, and I love love seeing how things operate, seeing the the back behind the scenes kind of stuff is just as interesting as anything else. A lot of people think I spend the entire day down in the clubhouse and things like that with the players. Farthest thing that I want to do is get in their business. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's their home and they're great guys every year. They're great guys, great friends of mine, but I like to say that's your home. You don't need any other people coming into your home all the time. They'd invite me in anytime I wanted to come in, but it's just their private space, and they're on. You know, they're away from their families and so on, so much. So it's something yeah, that you, you guys are playing. You're 140 games. There are 40 games. We start in April, and if you make the playoffs, you can be playing in September and in early October. Which is just a grueling schedule all yeah. the way through. And so we were talking a little bit off mic. Uh, this is also players that are only getting thousands of three thousand dollars a month they're making very little and even the minor league baseballs like Bowie and the double a right um, these players are highly underpaid and major league baseball is doing some things now to get some more pay for um, the minor league baseball but with what everything that's going on right now this is a terrible time for the independent leagues and the minor leagues yeah so when you're in a, a spot like this where you you don't have baseball, even though baseball normally has such a big lifespan throughout the year, right? So you have your teaching stuff that you're doing, right? So you teach regularly. Mm -hmm. How do you shoot stuff on your off season for the the baseball? Because we talked about how you switched kind of to music. Is that something where you saw that that kinetic movement and you're just like, this is what I'm going to gravitate towards? I shot a lot of local roller derby. Okay. Uh, 301 Derby Dams yeah, yeah, yeah. and Southern Maryland Roller Derby. Um, they're a great group of people, and they invited me out, and it's it's really cool. It's not like the roller derby back in the old professional wrestling days. Right, right, right. They, they follow me, and, and they're on concrete, and so they're great ladies. Um, so I got into that, and unfortunately, their seasons kind of match up with all of our games. There's so much in photography that you can get into. I'm always watching something. What, what's something new I can do? 
I shot a rodeo, local rodeo, and they were the. That's my first publication that I got into, uh, Humps and Horns. I shot. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's not what you would no, think that's that not, would be. <laughs> I, I, I kind of. I don't tell them it's rodeo. <laughs> but uh, I shot the the rodeo clown, uh, Showtime Meyer, and uh, he contacted me and said, "Hey, there Humps and Horns wants to do an article on me. Can I use some of your pictures?" I said. Yeah, you know, that'd be, I'd be awesome. awesome. I'd yeah. just start shooting and I didn't know anything. And that's awesome. I'll, and, you know, just send me a copy. Yeah. So, and so I frame that kind of stuff like that. Every once in a while, I'll do something like that. But that's my first publication that I was, that I got into. And I, that was something just like Matt said, you just contact somebody and say, can I shoot? Right. And, right. and say, and say, I'm the team photographer. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes you look important, you know? And, uh, so I got into that, and then so the one-off season, I just, you know, I was just looking, oh, concert photography, that kind of looks kind of cool. And so John Winters had Five South mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I think he kind of opened that up maybe four years ago, I think it's been. Kix was there, and I'm not sure if there was some other bands and local bands, and I just said, you mind if I come and shoot? And mm-hmm. he's been great to me. That's been a blessing um, to have have that and it was the hardest thing that I've ever shot. Really, and that, and that's what got me, got me hooked because I, I love a challenge. The lights are changing constantly, right? So you've got, you know, you've got to just be changing everything constantly, and it moved fast, and it, you know, and that hooked me right from the get go. And, and again, it was one of those things. I don't want to be up in the musicians' business and everything and stuff, but it's cool to see all the back. Yeah, because you want to take those candid shots yeah. where people may you not even yep. see this look before, because all they're seeing is all the the stage work, yep. all there. the The backside of it or the the behind the scenes of it, a lot of times you can get really really good moments. Yeah, it's in all there. about those special moments with people, and I don't like the pose shots. Right. I like the candid stuff is way better, and I'm starting to get into some story photography. Okay, and I've got. A local business that I'm going to shoot this week, and uh, I've had this on the back burner for a while. And I said, "This I want to do some photo stories and make some books and and present those. I want to give back to people, right? That people have helped me. And so there's a big thing like some different photographers I follow. You know, print stuff. Give you know, give your photography. Oh, I want to do say one thing with the coronavirus and everything going on, and especially in St. Mary's County. Charles County. Mm-hmm. Um, I was invited to a group today on Facebook that uh, trying to help support local restaurants and stuff. So, any local restaurants that want food pictures to help publicize their stuff, I'll do it for free. Give me a message. Shoot me a message. I just said that's something I can do. I think with the the coronavirus that's happening and kind of your normal off season, is it even heightened just because you're not teaching? And you're just trying to fill that time. Who knows when we're going to get back? Right. And um, so, and baseball and sports, if if they're not letting anybody in, if you if you have the desire and the passion to do something with photography, you can't just sit around. I got my camera with me now, <laughs> so I, there's very rarely a time I don't have my camera with me, and I bring it in because that only an asshole's leaving in a right, car. Right, so right. <laughs> um, you don't photograph on railroad tracks, and you don't leave your equipment in the car. So. But so I've been trying to find as trying to get creative and see what I can what I can do. I just went to the dollar store a couple of days ago and just bought a bunch of toys and stuff. I'm going to do toy photography. I did that over the winter and just 
just practicing with shooting with lights and different things like that because it's different when you're shooting sports you're using whatever light they've got you don't shoot flash and things like that so trying to build my skills with working with light and so shooting dolls and stuff just, just to see what different right because you're you've been doing it for almost 10, almost years, 10 years right so and then for you this is a, a later part of your life where you you didn't start this when you were in high school you no, start I'm 61 now right so <laughs> I'm so, an old guy so which I, I think is fascinating because you're you're going through this kind of like late stage of it and you're developing this whole other skill yep. set. And really, I think that drive that you have to really challenge yourself, that doesn't really go away no matter what yeah. age you are, which I think is fantastic. And I've been a runner for a long time, but um, I developed a bad Achilles problem. So I wasn't able to get out and run as much. And so photography was a way to filter. I still run, but I used to race almost every weekend and things like that. So now... That takes a toll. Yeah. So now this photography... I'll go. I'll shoot more races than I'll ever yeah, right. run it anymore. So, but that's um, looking right now. Looking for stuff. I shot Third Eye comic store. I went in yeah, there yeah, yeah. just yesterday. I said, "Hey, can I? You mind if I shoot some pictures in your store?" I said, "I'll post them on your page." I'm I'm gonna go up here locally and hit up uh, Island Music. See if I can. Because the the comic book store I knew it's gonna be lots of colors. The artwork's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I don't consider myself an artist. Everybody, you know, photography is an art, but I don't look at myself as an artist. I'm just having fun. It's just a passion. <laughs> I'm just loving what I'm doing, getting to do different stuff and build your own style kind of thing. And I, I think that will come out more in your work than anything else. Yeah. So if, even if you just look at the the band pictures that you've taken during the shows, you know, you're going to capture moments that speak to you, yep. which will differentiate yourself from the other photographers yeah. that are around and after a while you can you can photographers can see a bunch of pictures line up a bunch of pictures at the same show or whatever and you can see which ones you did you have right. your own style kind of thing i like to keep my stuff as little edited as possible i don't like to do a lot of editing i know it's a, it, it's a cool look a lot of times but it a lot of times to me it looks phony when things are just overdone, especially like nature shots and stuff yeah. like that, it looks like it's a phony shot. It, to me, it looks like anyway. You still want that authentic yeah. piece to and it. And it's cool. It's a lot of work to edit and things like that. So, um, and that's an art in itself when people can just do amazing stuff with Lightroom and stuff. And I'll use Lightroom and I'll, I try to get it best in camera as possible to, from the get-go. And uh, especially with te when I'm teaching, if I'm at the ballpark till... 11 o'clock by the time I get home, might be 12, a couple hours of editing, I'm back up at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's not a lot of and time. And you do that five or six nights in a row, can get a, <laughs> until the, until you get a couple weeks in and your body gets adjusted to it. But it's it's great when the when school's out and I don't have to worry about yeah. getting, getting up early in the morning to Well, how do you balance that out? Like when, when it's in the throes of the season, especially when it gets to the, the latter parts of it where it's all the intense playoff stuff yep. and, and all that. And, and the stuff I'm shooting, the, the sports people want their stuff right away. Sure. And okay. so like concerts and stuff, if I wanted to, I could, I could do it the next morning or if I could put it off for a couple of days yeah. and things like that. My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> I, I, I can't, if I'm shooting, I can't sit, let the picture sit there on the computer okay. and not do anything. I want to see right away what I get, what I get, what I get. And for, for baseball, they want it right away so they can send out to publications and things like sure. that. That can get a little hectic for the, for the freestyle. And 
the beginning of the year, I'm going to be shooting, probably come home with three, 400 pictures at least. And that's after deleting another five, 600 pictures. Right, right. So it, it can take a couple hours to get I think through. that's the one thing I've, I've talked to a couple of photographers, uh, Matt Stokes, who we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, and then Alec Berry, um, who was a uh, rock explosion. And it's amazing the amount of pictures that you take because you're just shooting, shooting, yeah. shooting, shooting, shooting. And then it's even more amazing the number of pictures that you delete. To get rid of, yeah. Yeah, because they're all possible garbage or they're or just the not, same shot over yeah, and over. Yeah, right, over exactly. Which I, I think is, is interesting because you can have a terabyte of just pictures yeah. and just having to go through all those. And people don't realize the latter half of the work, yeah. which they just think that you point you get and to shoot. Go, click, 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 yeah, and then exactly. they post it right away. Exactly. It's like, uh, you know, because everybody's an Instagram photographer right. now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. You know, that I lo- I, there's a lot of people that are on Instagram I'll follow and they're just shooting with their phone and there's some great pictures and stuff. But sports photography, especially, you're doing a lot of rapid fire stuff concerts not so much a little slow down the concert photography for me there's a lot more edit work afterwards a lot more going through just because of the lighting and i i've been blessed because with travers down at five south Mm -hmm. his light his lighting is amazing and that you don't get that in a local bar you don't get that in a lot of places and so for me to start out with that probably spoiled me to death <laughs> but he you know Travers Gillingham and he's he's awesome with the light shows and I couldn't have started out better in in music with with that you know now it's like I'm happy to edit because that means I cut out and shot something I, I haven't done uh videos I've been tempted a few times but as much as long as it takes me to do pictures and edit pictures that the hours and hours of that I know it's going to take more than that for yeah. for video yeah. and I just don't have have the time to do that. So at least not yet. So I wouldn't have the patience for it. I I don't. I barely have the patience to edit my own show and do that for hours at a time. I, I, I get. I would get frustrated. Yeah. Trying to line everything up. <laughs> I'm sure it would be terrible. I do little dinky little videos with the pictures and uh-huh. stuff like that. Just junky little things. Put music on it and and you know just post that for people. And but I you know I just started uh, reaching out to people whenever I could. And just like Matt said, you just ask people and you get some no's and, but for the most part, you know, you get a lot of yeses and you, you get your foot in the door and you meet some people and some of it pays and some doesn't. Sure. Realty photography, I've done that. That gets, it gets me some bucks here and there. I'll do a few weddings for people that I know that it's going to be a calm and relaxing kind of thing. I, I just got nightmares about some bridezilla and her mother-in-law <laughs> and everything else. And I just, that, I just can't do that. And, uh, <laughs> Because it should be fun, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be stressful. Yeah. I don't want to do if if I went to a to a ball game and there's people in the stands that are just complaining from the get go. First first pitch is a ball. Oh, you're gonna lose tonight, and it's, and it's like, man, why are you coming out <laughs> and ha- having a miserable time? I, I it was a it was a blessing. I, they call it baseball family, and because uh, they've been a family to me uh, in a time when I need it, going mm-hmm. through the divorce and so on. It's just, you know, you've got to have fun because you're out there forever. And then you've got to go home and sit for a couple hours and edit the pictures. And music is like that. I I love seeing the men, the women, and their artists. Southern Maryland has some of the most outstanding musicians, and people don't even know it. For sure, yeah. I, I think people get 
going to the same bar every day, every day, and seeing the same group. And but there's original music in Southern Maryland that is amazing, all genres. Yeah, and and people need to get out and support it as much as they can. For sure, whenever they can get back. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be the the harder part of it. But for for you, um, I am interested. So we talked a little bit about the lighting, right? Mm-hmm. So this will get a little bit into the weeds, but we have that natural lighting for the baseball and the, the sports photography. How does that contrast with the the concert stuff? I the, mean, the daytime games are great because you can shoot, you know, low ISO, and that's boring stuff for people that don't know. And high shutter speed, so you freeze the action kind of stuff. Then nighttime baseball gets a little bit more difficult as the night goes on. Ballparks have you know pretty good lighting, but not the best that you could possibly get. Um, so you got to know your equipment mm-hmm. and do the best that you can with you know with whatever. And the cameras today, you can shoot a high SO, let a lot of light in, and not get the grain that people talk about. And then concerts, it's just every second is something different. And <laughs> and red, I could kill for it every time that red light comes on people because I know that's a crappy photograph. Or I'm going to have to turn that black and white. Really? Yeah. And black and white is cool. I love some black and white. Concert photography, especially, black and white is, is awesome looking. I decided I'm going to shoot a, ba- a baseball, blue crab baseball game in black and white. Just like, I think that would be cool. Just like yeah. old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I did that one night and they won. So you you can't not do the same thing. <laughs> so I had to do it like four four, time, right, four right. games in a row because they kept on a win streak. So, But concerts are really... You can save a picture from a concert by... Doing just it, going black just and white. doing it black and white, but and Travers knows, like he'll he'll toss me some really good lighting and stuff like that. Um, there was a, I think Saliva was at Five South. They came and that's one of the, one of the bands like Matt said you get three shot three songs and you're out. Yeah, yeah. And um, which is nice about the music scene here in Southern Maryland. You can you can shoot all night long with the bands, and uh, to me. A lot of times, first three songs, the crowd isn't even whipped up yet, and um, I've never under. I understand they just they don't want bad pictures coming out. It's like it's rock. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're, you're supposed to be sweaty and everything right. else. Come on, and you're uh, supposed to build it up. Yeah, and so um, they came on with strobes. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my God, he's blaring it, and it's like. You can't shoot in this. It's, this is <laughs> what are we even doing here? And a couple of the other people were just looking at each other. Are you kidding me? We get three songs anyway, and you're going to strobe us to death because you can't get anything in a strobe. That's terrible. Was there um, was there smoke too? Yeah, there's sometimes there's smoke. Travers likes the smoke. Travers likes his fog machine because I feel like that would that would be detrimental to what you guys are trying and, to do. And, and they got to give more light to the drummers. These poor drummers, man, they, they get screwed every time because they're in the back and they don't get any good lighting on them. Or the drummers like aren't that. important. We well, got to remember that. But some they're some of the best shots. <laughs> <laughs> they're some of the cooler shots. But uh, yeah, the lighting that really got just hooked me. Just knowing that I've you've got to you can't just sit there and just click 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 click. You got to know your equipment. You got to okay. I'm going to adjust this. What a you know, where can I be? And it's nice five south a lot of times we'll have the pit up. Yeah. And even for the and I've been lucky with the local some of the local bands, people have seen me enough that they're gonna give me a little bit of space. There's a couple of places I've been kind of skittish about going into because I, 
I'm afraid of get losing my equipment. <laughs> and it's like my sarcastic uh, attitude, get myself beat up or something sure. like that. Um, but I have, I have lost um, a lot of gear in baseball. I've been hit a couple of times with balls. And the, fir- the first time I think I cried and uh, <laughs> it was like $4,000 worth of equipment. Oh, no. Oh, and, no. and I'm like dying and my wife's at the game and, well, you know, what was it? And she looks up in the catalog and she goes, here, look what I found. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, this is the one that I just lost. Oh, oh no. But she sees the price. And then the second time it happened, I just went over to the other side and I ordered one and I had it the next day. So with that being said, because uh, we know that teachers aren't really paid as much as they should be, right? So how do you balance that financial investment with the photography, with the the fact that you know you may not be getting paid as much as what you should be as a well, teacher? Well, I'm not retiring then, anytime soon. Sure. <laughs> so that's that's the big thing. Now that I've got this going, I can't retire. Right. <laughs> Plus the ex-wife gets part of my pension. But um, my 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 son's grown up, and so that's not a responsibility I have type of thing. Um, so it's basically me and my wife now, uh, and we got married at the ballpark. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we got we got uh, at the All Star Game. Did and, you shoot part of your own wedding? Well, I uh, opening night. I told my we went to high school together. Okay, and thirty five years later, we just started talking on Facebook and stuff like that. And I was sar- I'm always sarcastic on Facebook. <laughs> it, it's a it's a funny read. Um, so we, she lived in New Jersey at the time. So for a year or so, we just drove back and forth on weekends. And and you're here at that and time? And I'm here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, driving back to Cape May, New Jersey, she'd come here and I'd go there, get on the ferry and all that. And so um, we decided let's, you know, it was just right about baseball season and my kind of worked out good. My lease was running out. And so, and uh, said, yeah, let's, let's do this. So I thought I was, I'm never going to get married again, but I, I couldn't, <laughs> I, I'm not one to just move in with somebody and, sure. and cause that's just the nightmare I think. So I, I, I proposed her opening night and uh, we had just lost my dog oh. uh, right before the move. And so I put on a baseball, will you marry my daddy with my dog's name on it? Oh. And she, I said, you're throwing out the first pitch. So she's out on the mound and all the, it was opening night, so all the players on both sides are standing there and everything else. And she's out in the mound. She doesn't have any ball. She's like, what, oh, no. the, what where am I doing? So I go out there, and I get down on the knee and propose to her and all that. And I tell her, oh, by the way, we're getting married at the All-Star Game in a couple months. <laughs> he goes, he goes you're, here's your baseball. She wore this dress that had seems like a baseball. Here's That's the shoes adorable. you're going to wear. Oh, I said, I've got the jersey and everything else. And so it was all already prepared for So. <laughs> Usually and, it's the other way around, yeah. right? That they go and do every all the planning, but you had a down pat. So we got uh, we got married at home plate before the baseball game, and had one of the players walked her down. Almost had uh, Roger Clements walk her down. That would have been very and, cool. And, but he had a uh, interview to do. So okay. Jim Ed Warden, one of our good friends, one of our relief pitchers for many years, he walked her down and got married by our friend is a has a biker ministry. And he was, he'd sit in front of us at where my old seats were. And so he married us and uh, just all this baseball kind of thing. And, and then 
I walked her over to where, where our seats were and her family and friends were, and I went and shot the game. <laughs> so I shot all. The, I had to shoot all the stuff, and then right before first pitch, it just rained like crazy. Oh no! And it we had a we had hour a couple hours delay, and the game finally got started. It ended in a tie at at past midnight, and so they had oh, this little home run man. derby thing, and so I did get some time with her uh, with. Uh, during the Hilarious. rain delay and everything, but it was great. That's so funny. And the and the post office lost our uh, my engagement ring and everything oh. like that. So, so but it was it was it was a good time. So this year we have uh, the All Star Game back again, hopefully in in uh, at the Blue Crab Stadium. So hopefully if the season gets started, we're gonna have the All Star Game back again. So I've got some things that she's unaware about. <laughs> That'll be fun. So, yep, and um, so. She's she's really it's it's been amazing that she, she's been so supportive of of my photography because it it does take me away from home for, for six months because you travel with the team too right no I don't go I don't go on away trips with them they do have some teams up in Pennsylvania where I've got friends so during the summer I might go up and shoot a few okay. games usually when our guys are away blue crabs then I'll go out and shoot Bay Sox and okay, and cool. other other teams like that gotcha so. That's where it ends up being like 125, 150 games a year. So that's a lot of time away, and she's been just really supportive of that. And um, I used to shoot uh, – I don't shoot high schools and things like that. Just being a teacher, I'm not comfortable with that. Sure. Um, I try to keep my photography away from that other part. I know there's money that can be made in doing little leagues and stuff like that, but that's just not – that I just don't want that interfering in my, yeah. in my in my life that way. I was shooting for uh, doing some stuff down at St. Mary's College, just going down when, whenever I could. I wasn't employed by them or anything. And uh, got to know a lot of the coaches and players. They like to work and stuff. The one season I'd just go out to shoot like I normally had. Guy says, no, you you got to contact so-and-so. And just, I think their regular photographer liked me being around, maybe. <laughs> and so... I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. So I contacted the main people down at the school and, and so on and never heard back. Oh, no. Never heard back. Oh, no. Emailed a couple times. The coach just said, I don't know what they're doing. Because they want a couple of the coaches wanted me there. Sure. And uh, I said, well, you know what? It's over. It's, you know, no big deal. I don't have to do it. I can I can go out and find other things to do. And so Courtney Knischel's husband used to work with the Blue Crabs, and then he went to the Naval Academy and works okay. in uh, sales with the athletic department. So he hooked me up with the SIDs there, great group of people. And so uh, when I'm not shooting baseball, I'm up there as often as I can get uh, shooting with the Naval Academy and providing and providing their... their you know, you got college athletes are amazing to begin with, and then when you're putting on top of it, you're giving yourself to the country. And as part of the Naval right. Academy, is just amazing what they have to go through, and they're great athletes. I really feel for a lot of the athletes, and especially for them, they're just in the middle of their baseball season, and in indoor track was ending, and outdoor track beginning, and these these athletes just had it ripped away. With you having a background in running, are you shoot looking for anything specific when you're shooting track and field? Um, I'm a distance runner. Okay. But indoor especially, for some reason, po- uh, pole vault's got me going crazy. Really? It's I can get some just really cool shots with the pole vaulters. They're like my favorite group. And I love the runners too, but, but you can get that. And I like going to you know different angles. I'm shooting from all over. I'm up. I'm down. I'm however you can be. Um, 
just looking for a different angle, something different. I don't want to do the same thing somebody else is doing. If there's a bunch of people shooting in one spot, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to go someplace else. I don't. You don't need the same shot as everybody else. You know, do something different. It's nice when you know a sport, you can predict. Like in baseball, you can, you know, a lot of it's luck. Okay, am I going? You know, this is where I'm hope. This is, you know, this batter's swinging a little bit earlier. I'm going to go for this shot. I'm going to go for that shot. I think the runners go in or going to pitch out and that kind of stuff. So you get a little idea, start thinking ahead, what's going to happen. And, you know, you get lucky and you get, you know, you get a great, great shot. And then there, you know, you can get an umpire's butt in your way and then you just <laughs> completely blown it. When I was in high school, I pole vaulted for a oh, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was the worst. Um, so I could never, I tried. It was just me and me and my buddy, Andy, would be the only ones that were doing pole vaulting because we were just bored of everything else. Um, so I did indoor track and then indoor pole vaulting. And uh, there was a few times because we would practice outside when it was nice. So I would go up, 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 and then just and stall right, right on the tip and then just fall. Flat down? Yeah, yeah. It was the worst. Did they I, make you wear helmets back then? No, no. They, I, I almost went through a couple different pallets because those pallets were on the side, side of the of mat. Yeah. So I'm just going up there and you know, the pole vault, the pole itself is what, like nine, 10 feet. Yeah. And I'm all the way up and there. And there wasn't a lot of bend back then to no. begin with. And you really had to, there were, there were a couple <laughs> years and I don't know. I think a lot of high schools don't even do pole vault anymore for the insurance reason, but there was a time where they, they made the kids wear like helmet, like bike helmets and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it was definitely not safe. I can tell yeah, you that much because yeah. it was just me and Andy practicing by ourselves, basically, with these these long poles and just going up. And you just gotta say, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There was uh, the one time uh, I fell like straight on my back, almost almost straight on my back, and it, it it was big giant thud. And then everybody came check on me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. It's whatever." But at the same time, I shouldn't be left alone. Yeah, like I should have an adult around yeah. me for sure. And you just have like two 16 year old kids just going up and down, up and down. Yeah. And then no one's teaching you like technique. Yeah. Cause nobody knows how to right, do it. Exactly. <laughs> some shop teacher is coaching track and he doesn't know, yeah. he doesn't know anything about it himself. Yeah. That, that was the, that was the, it was bend great. That pole. Just bend that pole. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what we were trying to figure out. And I was like, okay, so how do I actually do this? And then you try to time it right, and then there's there's a whole lot of mechanics yeah. with it. We were not prepared. We we were not being taught how to do anything. Um, and then the the other part. So I when I was in high school, I, I ran four by fours, but I had shin splints real real okay. bad. So I had tape all up and down my shins. shins. So they called me a mummy. So every time I would run, and I was not fast at all. Uh, I would go around and around and everybody would just call me the mummy all the way through. And it we, was, we used a lot of tape back then. Yeah. Now you got the compression stuff and everything else. Now we just use tape all over everything. And I have hairy legs and that hurt. Just rip it right off. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there was nothing to save me from anything. I couldn't do the long distance stuff. I, I tried that. Now, did that, you have a cinder track? What do we have? So this was great mills that I graduated from. So we had... The indoor, where did we go? I think up in Upper Marlboro or something. The sports complex okay. up there, I feel like. That's that's where we went a couple times for the competitions and the meets. And then we had just our regular, regular. rubber track. Okay, you had a rubber. We had yeah. cinders and just gravel. And when you get spiked into 
gravel oh, gets no. in, your, oh, no, in your skin and stuff yeah. like that. It was a great time. That doesn't sound great you at wipe all. wipe out and things yeah. like that. Yeah, we had the, uh, on outdoor, we had the rubber track. Okay. Yeah. And I think that was installed while I was going to school. So you kids with this newfangled stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was, uh, that was fun. That, that reminds me of that though, that I'm, you're fresher into it than some other people because you've only been doing it for about a decade or so. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that too is that you've, you're doing this later in life. So do you think that those two factors are the reason why you're looking for those different angles? I think it might those... have a different eye. Yeah. I think it might have a little bit of that. I'm not afraid to try something different. Right. You know, you're taking so many pictures. If it's crap, it's crap. Who knows? You might find something different. The first time shooting bands is is a little difficult than when you shoot them a couple times and you know kind of some of the stuff that they do, you can kind of be prepared for it. And to me, everything is in the, the, the expressions, you know, just the power in there and, you know, in, in what they're doing. And that's, that's a shot in itself. A lot of the cool stuff in sports is the celebration type of stuff. So if you, if a guy is getting home run and stuff, like our guys last year started and splatter them with, water cups when they came back and everything. So <laughs> you, cool. can, you can get some cool pictures of that kind of stuff. And so you just, you got to be prepared to, to know what you're doing. So just being around some of the local bands now for a while, you, you kind of get to know, okay, you can just tell by their body, they're going to go, they're going to jump. Right. So Rob's, Rob's going to, Rob from Debbie Holiday, thanks <laughs> right. for putting me in this position. <laughs> and uh, Rob's going to jump. And one of my best, one of my favorite shots is is Rob from Debbie with his son was at a show, and his son's. I went behind his son's. Just he's looking up at dad, and that's a that's a cool kind of shot. Yeah. That I want. Some of the the be, the best things that I love about being a photographer is the families, and our especially in baseball, these these families don't see their kids for months, and mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. I've made so many cool friends from from just them being able to keep up with them with my photography. And um, I've been lucky to be able to get some money from the uh, photography I do with the Blue Crabs, and I give it back to the players every year. Oh, that's very nice. And let them just do what they want with with the money, and they can have a party, they can buy TVs for their clubhouse, whatever they want to do. If somebody passes away and they need to send fly somebody home, they can use sure. their money. So I'm, I'm lucky enough that I've got the job that I have now, and I don't have... The worries of stuff um, yeah. that I can give back, and, and, and to me that's important. I want to give back. There are people that help me with photography along the way, and I want to give back to people that are are trying to do it too. That's fantastic. Uh, there's no need for people to be jerks and try to be so protective of themselves. Like, <laughs> there's times I think, you know, if you're really worried about me, maybe your shit's not all that good <laughs> or something. Because it's like, I mean, I look at people and I'm just. I'm floored by a lot of people. I love looking up different people and, and seeing their work. I, right. I get I get a charge of that. Are there any particular ones that you really look forward to or look up to? I look at a lot of sports guys, but there's a lot of fashion stuff that I like to look at. I think that's something that I'm, I'd, I would love to get into. That's a lot more of knowing the lights, how to work your lights and things like that. Not the port, just regular like senior portrait kind of stuff, but like fashion stuff. Is, like is catwalk kind of, stuff and... Um, just more like outdoor or just okay, high production makeup and all and hair and all that stuff. I'd like to get together with some hair people and makeup people in the county and maybe set up 
do do a shoot somewhere. So if anybody wants to do that, look <laughs> me up on Memories Photography by Bert Hyman on Facebook. With that being said, do you find yourself wanting to pursue learning more about it and going back into like a traditional classroom for the the photography or are you just still I think it's a lot just doing it. They do you know you can go to school and all that type of thing. And uh but I think it's one of those things you have to, you learn more by doing and getting to know your equipment and that sort of thing and cameras today are are doing an amazing. There's a lot of YouTube guys that I'll follow and and get some cool ideas from them and just you know, completely steal the idea or put my own spin on it kind of thing, try different things. But it's, you, you know, you get a manual with your camera and all that, and you can just throw that away. Because <laughs> it's like 500 pages thick. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go shoot with this thing. I'm not going to read about it for three months. I want to go shoot with it. And uh, But it's just, little, you, you got to try it. And it's just, you know, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then, okay, this this part didn't work. Let me try doing this a different way. And, and you end up with success at some point. Right. What do you want to do more with it? Do you want to push yourself to go to like major league level? Or? I got a bucket list. I do have a bucket list. Okay. Um, next week, we were uh, the Mets and the Orioles were supposed to play up at Naval Academy exhibition game. Of course, we'll see what happens. That's with that, gone. Right? That's gone. Um, I did get to shoot um, the Red Sox and the Nationals uh, a couple years ago up at the Naval Academy. Harper was there and Strasburg and and so on and. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I would like to do a major league game at one of the major stadiums. That would that would be a that would be a cool thing to do. As a runner, I want to go out to Oregon and shoot at Hayward Field. And uh, I've been lucky. A couple of years ago, I shot USATF. I shot uh, Masters Indoor Championships. This last December, they had the uh, indoor championships for multi-event like heptathlon and stuff. And I hooked up with some USATF guys. And so that's like a lot of the, you build, you build a network. Sure. And, you know, that gets me maybe one step closer to being able to do a big meet. I don't want my chances of getting into a national champion, you know, Olympic trials or anything like that. That's pretty slim. And um, it's like nil, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) I don't want. I want to go out to Hayward Field or Prefontaine. I've been I've been lucky enough to get on Facebook with his sister, and growing up, Prefontaine was one of my heroes. Him and Frank Shorter and all that. And so to get out there in historic Hayward Field would just be an amazing, amazing. It'd be like going to church. Um, so I've got that a lot. And um, this year, I'm gonna haven't done it. And, and uh, Daryl Thompson, one of our pitchers. And uh, he doesn't know yet, but uh, I'm going to stand in the batter's box and I'm going to take a picture of what it's like to be in the batter's box. That would be very cool. Um, I, the staff will have a fit if they know, but I'm just gonna, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to get in the batter's box and I'm just going to rapid fire the shot of a, of a hundred mile an hour fastball coming right at you. That would be very intimidating. I so feel like I'm going. I'm, I'm like I'm excited for it. That's Are you going to be, so be charged up? So you're going to be in the box. You're not going to be the catcher. No, I'll, 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 no, I'm going to be in the box. Okay, I'm going to be like a batter. Whew, that I, I feel like that would be uh, intense to say the least. I think it's just. I think it's going to be. Are I'll, you going to even I'll be able to kiss myself? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to even be able to capture the ball? Yeah, you think? Yeah. Okay. You can. You can. 
I've gotten where you can capture the seams on the ball. You can read what's on the ball. Good Lord. I've got a Even going pic- that fast? Yeah. I've got a picture where the ball is splitting right through a bat. Where the, wow. the bat's split apart and the ball's like in the middle and it's going right through the bat. Because you can freeze it. With That's a, insane. Yeah, okay. That's cool. And you it, can see like where, where a batter will... I got the ball on the bat and the ball is indented. And the bat's kind of bent back and that kind of thing. So you can you can see the force that's happening in a in, right. in a sport. So it's 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 awesome. That's that's fantastic. I got hit in the um was last year? I think it was last year I got hit in a with a line drive at third base. It got my head and probably didn't feel great, did it? I was I'm amazed I didn't fall down. <laughs> I didn't go out because you know just like hit my equip you know, hit me, don't hit my equipment. Right. And right. um I had a concussion and I, I was, I was lying and they wanted, you better go. And my wife found out and she goes, no, you're coming home right now. I'm coming up and I'll get you. I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she goes, you're not coming home. You're going to the hospital. So I said, okay, after the game, I'll stop at the hospital. After the game. <laughs> and so I go, I go and it's like, this is a nightmare. My head's hurting. And, my, and I knew I had a concussion and my head wasn't swollen, which she was worried about because she thought the swelling sure. was yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. inside. Yeah. So I ended up getting a brain scan and everything else, and I thought, and I'm there for a long time. They're going to keep me overnight. I got, I got a game at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was my worry. Like, we've got education day the next day, and I got a day game. So to, no, no. no so. <laughs> Just so, the, the things that, that... I was prepared to tell them I'm not staying over. <laughs> Or bring me some clothes because I'm driving right to the right. right to the ballpark in the morning. That's so funny. The things that you do for what you love is just ridiculous, yeah. and, and the the fact that you don't really like stop ever. That's uh, oh, that's it's fantastic. What do you think is one of the the biggest things that you've learned about yourself so far when it comes to photography? Wow. Um, I don't. I know what I don't. I don't appreciate my. I don't. Uh, I'll appreciate other people's work a lot more than my own. I I know it's good, sure for for uh, at least pretty good, <laughs> and uh, so I'm I'm really thankful for all the people that follow me. I've got close to 3,500 followers on my photography page. All sorts of countries that they come from, and local bands have been so supportive, and I'm happy to support them. It's just to kind of give you know give back to each other kind of. So I've been trying to you know enjoy my own stuff a little bit more. I'll print a lot more stuff lately that um, people have done. Tantric was at Five South, and I did this cool shot with the guys. They put it on a shirt. Oh, really? They put it on their CD, their CD, CD cover. They sent me that, and I, that is I very, framed very that cool. up. I just framed that shit up, and it's like, yeah. this is called Tantric. I want a freaking yeah. CD cover. So that stuff like that's cool. I did a um, Chin Ming Wong, who used to play for the New York Yankees, played with the Blue Crabs. He was making a comeback. We had people from all over the China and stuff and Hong Kong. So I got a picture in the Daily News in China. That's very, very cool. You got cool. billions of people that are... Very, yeah, <laughs> so, very cool. So I framed that. And I, there's some times where you get baseball cards and stuff like that where you got players on. And so I'll frame some of that stuff and just kind of kind of have that for myself. A lot of the, my stuff kind of <laughs> sits on the floor. It's not necessarily hanging up, but... It's there for me to look at and just, you know, good things that I got to do, exciting things that I got an opportunity to do. Do you think that's because you know the work that requires to get a good shot and you're always thinking that maybe, hey, I could probably do better? I'm never satisfied. Yeah, right. I'm never satisfied. 
So you're you're satisfied with everybody else because you know the work that's put yeah. in there. And then when you look at your own stuff, you're like, I could do better. Yeah. yeah. I want to do something. Every year, I want to do something different. I want to do every show. Okay, what can I do better? How can I do my settings better? What can I do with this? I've gotten more into working with Lightroom. I hate doing it. <laughs> but it, it, it does make, you know, if you spend a little extra time... You can make pictures look even a little bit better. But I'm just always watching something new. Okay, what's somebody else doing? What's something? F- I'd like to do street photography. I'm too afraid to go to D.C. or New York City or something <laughs> like that, get mugged or something like that. But there's a lot of people that do street photography, and that's cool, and do like these five-minute challenges and stuff and just, you know, see what, you know, shoot this, shoot this, and what, what can you do in five minutes kind of thing. I've got some ideas of doing some nighttime stuff locally, just to, just working with neon lights and stuff like that. See what happens. Would you ever think that you would be doing this 40 I years ago? Have. I never could imagine. When I got that stupid little point and shoot, I said, I never could imagine. The stuff that I've been able to do, the people I've been able to meet, it's, it's, it's been incredible. Do you think it's also the access to technology and how easy it is now to really throw yourself in there? And learn a little bit more because you're you're really going from zero to a hundred with a lot of this stuff. You got you got to be willing to to network and put yourself out there. And if you're someone who is afraid of a no or afraid of failure, yeah, you're you don't stand a chance. You don't know if you succeed until you fail. How how are you going to know? And so, you know, you never know who that you do something for somebody and meet somebody. And what door is going to open up? Sure, yeah. I did, um, like with the, the the college down here, that door closed, Naval Academy opens up. Can't beat that. I've gotten to know that I can say no. I can turn stuff okay. down. I can turn stuff down. If there's something that doesn't fit me or I'm not able to do the quality work I want to, local fighter for that does MMA stuff, mm-hmm. um, he hooked up with a guy that was putting on a show up National Harbor. And I thought it was going to be right against the cage. I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. And it didn't work out that way. A lot of the photographers were up on this stage kind of thing. So you could get right. some walkout stuff was kind of cool and things like that. But it, I, I wasn't getting the quality of shots that, that I wanted to get. And you're not getting really those action shots because yeah. you're not You're shooting through the cage. Get, and you yeah. can, if I had brought a different lens, I could have gotten rid of the cage. I That like if you shoot through a net and stuff like that, you can't see the net with the lenses that I have. Like I can be shooting through a net in the backstop and it looks like I'm on the field shooting. That's it. amazing. So I had no idea it. about yeah. that. So it's all stuff and, <laughs> and having the right equipment. And But um, I think I stayed for about four fights and I said, no, nah, that's it. I You're said, just not getting what I'm you not want. Get, and yeah. I don't want, I don't want to shoot something that is, I want to be able to do the, the quality that, and that was one of the first times I realized Hey, if it's not right, it's not right. I can say no. And I, I told the guy and I said, you know, appreciate, you know, letting me in. And, and he, he apologized because he thought he wasn't, he didn't know that that's where they were going to put a bunch of us sure, up on yeah. the stage. And yeah. so I, that was one of the things I just kind of realized, oh, I can say no. Yeah. And, um, I think knowing to set yourself up for success and knowing what situations will benefit you a little bit more. Yeah, because I want to do I want to do quality. I don't want to just right. And and when I was beginning, you know, what I thought was probably good, and and that's the nice thing. Everybody, any, any photographer, it's an art. So someone's going to like what you're doing. 
everybody from beginners to you can always learn something new. We had a local, there was a wrestling, a pro independent pro wrestling company, MCW. And I helped them kind of set up down here in, in Southern Maryland, get them into some places. And I shot for them uh, a few times, mostly down here. And because they're usually in like Hollywood, Hollywood and things like yeah. that. And, and uh, they had a guy, another one of those guys. And <laughs> during the, during the one match, guy said, you need to go shoot from the other side. Why? I said, the other guy isn't. And as soon as I went to the other side, he went to where I was. <laughs> I, and I said, so it wasn't the best, best angle and stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm shooting here and I'm thinking, I don't need this. Right. I'm not getting what I want. And so I just told the promoter, I said, you know, thanks for the couple of years that you've had me out. I've enjoyed doing it with you guys. I said, I'm out. I said, if I can't shoot where other, you know, if you're not going to give me the access that I think I need to get what I am capable of getting, then it's, you know, sure. thank you. And so that was the last time I did anything with them. But but something new comes up. So that's what's always exciting because you never know. Like now I'm thinking, okay, what's going to come up? If there's no baseball, what's going to come right. up? Something's going to come up. Right. Or yeah. I'm going to make it come up. I think that's a, a really great mindset to have too, is that don't, don't just worry about, because you've proven your, to yourself mm-hmm. that whatever closes right something away, else something gonna else is going to open. Yeah, so that's fantastic. What do you think keeps you driven to, to do it? Just that, what's that next thing? What's, what's the next cool thing I'm going to get to shoot? Like um, right now, when the, the Foo Fighter show, that's coming up like July 4th. If that still Blue, happens, yeah. Blue Crab's playing. And we've got the, that's like our biggest day. And it's like, okay, maybe if we aren't playing... Or something happens, Matt, hook me up with some credentials. To, I can use your magazine. Because you do lie a lot. You can just lie yourself in, into something. And uh, that would be a cool show to shoot. I want to I do some, uh, I want to get to like a big show at some point. Okay. So that's just a matter of making the contacts and your foot in the door and not giving up. You can't yeah. give up. You're going you're gonna to get nose here and there. And it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And just and we find something new to do. Awesome. So I see that you have uh, some stuff written down. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't cover? I just want to thank all the bands at Brothers Creeper. They were they were one of the first bands. They took one of my pictures and made a T-shirt. So that was cool. And Deadbeat Holiday, of course. Run Catch Rain, Mall Dyer. They're all they're always good to me. I I just love. People got to get out here in Southern Maryland and start supporting these bands. Anything I can do for them. Um, oh, I did get to work with Sports Illustrated this last summer. That was a kid. That's really cool. How, had, did, how um, did that happen? The Atlantic League's doing some stuff with Major League Baseball and doing all these new roles with the umpire, you know, robot umpire and all that stuff. So they were needing some pictures. So I'm down in Nashville with my wife and uh, visiting her grandbaby and get a call from Washington Post. We're sitting in uh, Redneck, Riviera. And having lunch, and so that became a business lunch. Washington, <laughs> Washington Post calls. I said, well, it's a business lunch. We'll write that off. Yeah. And then Sports <laughs> Illustrated contacted me. So that was it was that was cool to, to get in touch with them and do some stuff for them. So so do you, do they, because uh, I assume that you see all this stuff, so do they try to work out a lot of the kinks for that stuff in the, the lower leagues before bringing it to the MLB? Yeah, that we were kind of a guinea pig. Okay. They, um, they had the robot umpire. Uh, you could steal first base now. You could 
bunt with two strikes one time. Normally, if you bunt on two strikes, then it goes foul, you're out. So they were doing a, a couple of different things. How would you even steal first base? If the ball goes past the... Uh, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All or right, if yeah. he drops and you think you can make it, you can go. We, we actually had Tony Thomas from our team was the first player ever to steal first base. That's, that's really cool. I got cool. a picture of that in um, Baseball Hall of Fame. Wow. Picture of the shoe. So that's cool, too. That's yours. Yeah. So to- Tony Thomas of Southern Maryland Blue Crabs, first person to ever st- steal, steal first, first base. base. That is very, very yeah. cool. So they're doing a couple, they've done a couple things over the year. And um, the robot umpire was a big thing this last year. And now they're starting that in some of the uh, lower level minor leagues are, okay. are st- picking up on that. Because So the way that I understand it, just to, to make sure when it comes to the, the baseball leagues, the Atlantic and the, like, the regional ones are the lowest Well, we're level. Atlantic, there's... Affiliated, which is your double A, okay. which like the Bowie Bay Sox are affiliated with the Baltimore Orioles. Right. And so there's rookie ball, A ball, which is the lower levels. And then you've got double A and you got triple A. And um, a lot of double A players can get picked up right to the major leagues as well. You don't have to go to triple A before you can go to the majors. All majority of all of our players have been to the majors. Double A AA or triple A, at least. Our guys can get signed by anybody. Right. And then for you guys, too, what I just saw is that you had some of the Nationals get signed. We had right? a guy that was uh, played some with the Nationals last year, got a World Series ring. He's playing for us this year. We had five guys, I think, picked up over the winter break uh, by affiliated. And um, our catchers with the Padres working out our one pitcher Moz is hopefully going to be on the opening day roster with the Red Sox so when it's, you s- it's a great thing for our guys yeah to get picked up when you see all that because you you are looking for like what we talked about earlier those candid shots yep. those those like pure emotion shots right and those behind the scenes shots when you see stuff like that where you know that they're going to get picked up now is is that something that you're like a proud yeah. member at that point because now you're just seeing all the the hard work hard paying work off again, on. right? And that's what they're... Independent's tough because fans want the guys to be there all the time. They right. want to build that relationship with the players over, over years and years. That's not what they're there for. <laughs> they want to get out. Yeah. It's, it's not because they hate your town or whatever. But their purpose is to do something good, get seen, get them out, move up. And to me, when a guy gets picked up, you're a blue crab for life, but your family, you know, go take advantage of it. And it's, I like it. it's, an, it's, and that's, that's a big thing. And I think, I don't know how I came up with my uh, memories photography or whatever, but it kind of works out because of everything's about making that memory anyway. So I guess it was probably a good thing I called it that. I don't yeah. Know why. I don't know why I did, but it's weird how it came up. <laughs> well, I dig it. I think that's it, man. All right. I, cool. Did I make an hour? Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I know I didn't drop an F-bomb, so that's good. Well, thank you very much. And anybody in St. Mary's County, restaurant owners, bar owners, and Charles County, Calvert, want to help you um, feed your families, feed your employees. If I can use my photography to help sell your food and stuff like that through your drive throughs or whatever, I'm more than happy to. I'm not going to charge you for it. Got to help the community out a little bit. They there help me, so I got to help them out. Perfect. Cool. Thank Thank you. you.